Welcome to So We're Late Podcast, where guest speakers visit every Thursday night. Don't forget to follow for new content every week. To experience a full encounter with Christ, visit Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church at 1977 West Jefferson Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, and call 818-745-1771 or visit SoWe'reLate.com for more information. Brothers and sisters, once again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we have, uh, as you know, if you guys, uh, who's here for the first time, by the way? No first timers today? Jason, welcome. Hernan, welcome. First time this year, 2024. Who's been here for the first time in 2024? <laughs> All right, so uh, brothers and sisters, as you can see, we want to continue to grow this ministry, so we ask you very kindly, um, with a generous heart, if you can give us a donation so that we can continue to grow, so that we can continue to uh, minister to our community here in Los Angeles. So uh, whatever the Lord puts in your heart that you would like to share with us, if you're unable to share with us in this moment right now, you guys can also do it digitally. You can go to SoRLA.com and make your donation there as well. Um, but once again, thank you to all of those who are donating in this moment. We thank you very, 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 very much. Very much. Um, so brothers and sisters, today, um, like we've been talking about, we're uh, celebrating the feast of the conversion of St. Paul the Apostle. Hand clap for that. Woohoo! Um, and St. Paul, he's a very interesting character. <laughs> He's a very interesting person. He was a, he went from a person who threw a lot of negativity and hate towards the faith to becoming one of the amazing lovers of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have a lot to learn from St. Paul and we have an amazing guest tonight that will lead us through, uh, the power of conversion, right? The power of that metanoia that you can have once you encounter Jesus. And so I want to invite our brother, uh, Jose Alvarez, who's here tonight with us. A uh, round of applause. We thank our Lord Jesus Christ for his life. And, uh, Deacon Doug, if you can come up and uh, lead us in a small prayer for our brother Jose. I just want to say how much I appreciate brother Jose Alvarez. Let's give him another round of applause, please. He, he, he not only has he been with us and supported us and preached for us and prayed for us ever since the beginning of Sorale, but I think he's a so Azusa OG as well, <laughs> right? I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> he's he's, he's going to be over at So Azusa tomorrow night. God says, go. And he says, I will, wherever God sends him, he goes. Amen. So we're thankful. We're very, very thankful for the, the gift of the preacher, Jose Alvarez, for the sword ministry, the Summit of the Door ministry. I don't think that we'd be able to, I don't think we'd be um, a recipient of the power of God that has moved in the growth of Soar LA without the gift of the ministry of Jose Alvarez. So let's stretch our, our praying hands out to him right now in the name of Jesus. We pray a special blessing on him, his life, his ministry, his preaching 
The words that come out of his mouth will be anointed by God. May the words that come out of his mouth flow from the voice of God. May the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart be acceptable in, in the life and the heart and of God. For God, you are his strength and his redeemer. May Almighty God just continue to bless him and fill him with the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill his heart, fill the hearts of his, the faithful, enkindling them the fire of the love of your love. Renew us, renew him, and we shall be renewed and renew the face of the earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. How are we doing? You didn't convince me. How are we doing? All right, the topic uh, I'm going to share with you guys is obviously, as you heard, the conversion of St. Paul, who is one of my favorite saints. Now, before we go further, um, I have a trivia question, right, with a little small gift. You know, I went to uh, this place called Cotter's. I don't know if anybody's ever been there. And at Cotter's, these used to be like 10 bucks. I won't tell you the price. They're a little bit more. And this is uh, St. Paul, right? So I have a trivia question for this little prize. And I was trying to come up, I was trying to come up with a trivia. On Paul's first missionary journey, he had, he went with John Mark and Barnabas. On his other missionary journey, him and Barnabas kind of split up and he picked up a companion, a new brother in mission. What is his name? Go ahead. No. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Anyone else? All right. I'm gonna... <clears throat> All right. We'll try a new trivia question. When Paul was 15 years old, he goes to Jerusalem and he studies the law and his teacher was named. Yeah, there we go. All right. The first one was Silas. Silas. I know Deacon knew that one. Silas. You can read that in Acts 16. Now, I want to start off. Let's go to Acts chapter 21. How many of you guys like bad news? How many of you guys like bad news? Let me tell you, I, I don't like bad news. I was at a client's house. Actually, I got a call uh, on Tuesday from a case manager that I work with, and she says, hey, your client was talking about uh, suicidal thoughts. And I call this woman who uh, they told me about, and she said, I don't want to talk to you. I want to kill myself. I said, oh, no. <laughs> so not to make a long story short, I don't like bad news. I did have to go to the hospital and help this person get their mental health together, right? So if we go to Acts chapter 21, verse 10, it says, we had been there several days when a prophet named Agabus, what's the prophet's name? Came down from Judea. He came up to us, took Paul's belt, bound his own feet and hands with it and says, 
Thus says the Holy Spirit. Thus says who? In other words, God, amen, is saying to Paul these next words that are going to come out of this man's mouth. Now, we have to be careful as well, right? Because sometimes people will come up to you and say, God is talking to you through me, right? And then you're like, huh, that don't make no sense, right? That doesn't make any sense, right? So there are things that we have to discern, but this is a true prophecy. This is the way that Jews will bind the owner of this belt in Jerusalem. They will hand him over to the Gentiles. So basically, Paul is being told he's not a young preacher anymore. He's a seasoned veteran. Amen? Any seasoned veterans over here? That started with the sower, right? I think I see some of you guys, right? Amen? Seasoned veterans. So Paul is now a seasoned veteran, and he decides that he's going to go back to Jerusalem, but trials await him. So it says, when we heard this, we and the local residents begged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul replied, what are you doing? Weeping, breaking my heart. I am prepared not only to be bound, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord. Now, somebody came to you and prophesied. You say, hey, man, I'm going to San Diego this weekend. And somebody came up and said, yeah, man, it's going to be a great trip. But the Lord is telling me that you're going to get a flat tire. You're going to get not only a parking ticket, but a traffic ticket. Would you go? You'd probably think twice, right? Well, Paul is saying he was so down for the cause that he's saying, you know what? I'm not only going to go to Jerusalem, I'm also ready to die for Jesus. That's being down, amen? <laughs> so let's go to Acts 21. Let's go to Acts 21, verse 27. It says, when the seven days were completed, now Paul's in Jerusalem, He's there with some Gentiles. He's in the temple. And all of a sudden, some people spot him. Some of his enemies. Some of the people that don't like him. Some of the people that think he's controversial. It says this. When the seven days were nearly completed, the Jews from the province of Asia noticed him in the temple. Stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him. And let me tell you, they weren't just laying hands on him, like praying for him. They were trying to hurt him, right? Shouting, fellow Israelites, help us. This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people and the law and the place. And what is more, he has even brought Greeks into the temple and defile this sacred place. So he's a, here's a seasoned veteran of the preaching of the gospel. Here's a man who has planted churches. Here's a man who has written. And yet, there are other people who see him in a different light, right? Other people that think he's destroying our religion. He's controversial. He's no good. He's a heretic. So... Verse 35, when he reached the steps, he was carried away by the soldiers because of the violence of the mob. <laughs> For a crowd of people followed and shouted away with him. What does that mean right there? What are they saying? 
away with him. Like, let's get rid of him. Let's kill him. Let's do away with him. We don't want to hear him anymore. We don't want to hear that he's alive. They wanted to get rid of him. So this is an opportunity. Amen. Sometimes your biggest trials will open up opportunities. Amen. Nobody likes trials. I don't like trials. I would love if God said, Jose, this is the year where it's going to be smooth sailing. Amen. <laughs> this is the year where no trials are going to come, right? I was telling Deacon, I was feeling kind of dizzy. You know, I got uh, around Christmas time, I got this diabetes diagnosis, right? And I was Oh, okay. And, you know, it was a kind of a bummer, but at the same time, it was like finally figured out why I've been feeling so dizzy, right? And, you know, I went to talk to the doctor and, you know, things are getting squared away. Amen. It's just the time to eat differently. Amen. So this situation opens up an opportunity for Paul to share his testimony, who he was, how he came to this place. So let's go to Acts 22, verse 3 to 5. And we're also going to talk about conversion. Amen? We're going to learn from some of Ananias' words, some of the things God is saying. And he starts off this way. I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia. Let me just grab my little um, map over here. So... Even I wasn't completely sure. Tarsus is kind of, let me see where it's at. Let me just find it on my map. Okay. Point it to me. Okay, let's see. Tarsus is right over here, right? You see it? And Israel is kind of down here. And if we look, where is, what is Tarsus called now? In what country is it? Can you read it? Turkey, right? Amen? Okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> We're good to go. So Paul was born where? In Turkey. But brought up in the city. At the feet of Gamaliel, amen, sister? I was educated strictly in our ancestral law and was zealous for God, just as all of you are today. So I picture Paul, anybody here? I remember, I'll confess something to you. At one time, I was a nerd. Amen. <laughs> you know, I know now I look like I just ooze coolness. Amen. People are like, liar, <laughs> especially Christian. <laughs> but at one time, I was a nerd. I remember I used to steal my sister's Aquanet, and I used to spray this little wave I had in my hair, right? I used to carry my backpack to Mark Twain, right? And I remember there were some kids in the P.E. locker room that, man, these guys had muscles everywhere and hair on their chest. And me, I was there changing, right? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I felt so weak and so puny next to them. And when they'd be like, hey, you want to fight? Be like, no, thank you, right? <laughs> no, thank you. I was, I like to read. 
I was a good kid. I was always a class clown. But I picture Paul as a nerd. While the other Jewish kids were out there, you know, playing ball and having fun and doing normal kid things, Paul was hitting the books. And what types of books was this man reading books about God, about Yahweh, about Moses? about the law he was in it he was studying he was learning he wanted to know more and eventually his family sends him to his sister's house in Jerusalem and under this teacher famous teacher famous Pharisee named Gamaliel where he began to learn and learn and gain an influence and he was on his way maybe to be the high priest right so it says so here's where the change comes. Verse 4. How many of you guys have ever been on the wrong path? Anybody here? Been on the wrong path? So I went from nerd, right? I wanted to be cool. So I, I started to kind of change, right? And it started, I started following this guy named Edwin. Edwin was a tough guy, man. <laughs> he was from... He was, uh, uh, he was a, a gang member from a different neighborhood and he fought like five guys from my middle school, man. They beat him up, but there he was the next year fighting again. And I became friends with him and I'd follow him around and, uh, uh, you know, I'd be like, all right, Edwin, I'd see him. He's fighting over there and I'm like, whoa, and he, this guy can fight. <laughs> so eventually, you know, I was like, man, I want to be like Edwin, right? So I got really built. I started pumping iron and hitting the gym, right? And my mom got me a membership at Nautilus, right? And eventually, I started kind of to move, move up in the world, right? But it was really my niche. I was a clown. I was a comedian. And eventually, I discovered marijuana. And that became the way. I thought that I, my mind was being enhanced. I thought I was growing in this, uh, it would take me to this new intellectual level. And I would start making fun of people where other people could hear. And eventually people would say, hey man, that was funny, dude. You are funny, man. And sometimes I think about it and I'd be like, yeah, but I hurt somebody's feelings. Nah, nah, but it's okay because a few people were laughing. I was hurting one person's feelings, but there was another group of people that were laughing and were having a good time. So I thought it was worth it, right? We don't do things unless we get rewarded. So sometimes we go wrong in life. Sin is always out there, right? The devil is always offering us a path. A different path. It looks fun, right? I wouldn't have got into this path if a wino came up to me and he would, he said, Hey man, look, you're going to end up like me, dude. You start drinking, you start partying. Look, you're going to end up like me. You're going to end up homeless. No, it was young guys that got girls that were popular, that were, uh, you know, funny, that were tough, right? Amen. So Paul went down the wrong path. Despite his studies, despite all of it, look at verse 4. I persecuted this way. What way? If we read John, the gospel of John 14, verse 6, it says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. I persecuted this way to death. 
binding both men and women and delivering them to prison. Even the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify on my behalf. I was known. I had influence. I had authority in my religion. From there, I even received letters to the brothers and set out for Damascus to bring back to Jerusalem in chains for punishment those there as well. So what was Paul doing? What was his vocation? What did all his studies and his books lead to? Hearing that there was this new group around Israel. And hearing that this group wanted to destroy his religion. And he had thought, man, I've studied this all my life. I've been devoted. And here's this new group. They want to destroy us. They want to take us out. If we let it grow, it's eventually going to overtake us. It's going to become the ruling uh, uh, religion in Israel. And I have to stop them. That's what he thought his goal was in mind. Now, how many guys have ever heard of a word? Name metanoia. Anybody here heard the word metanoia? Does, is, is that a word talked about in the sower? <laughs> All right. Metanoia. What does metanoia mean? Another trivia question. What change of what? Change of mind in Spanish. Cambio de mentalidad. Is changing your mind easy? How many of you guys know it's not? It's very, very difficult to change your mentality to change your mind. Today I was uh, uh, talking to a client. This guy did uh, like 40 years in prison. Imagine that. And this man, you're going to be shocked. After doing 40 years, you think you would think he would want no part of prison. Amen? But every time I meet with him, this guy longs to be back in the cell. This guy longs for the homies. He said, man, it was better in there for me. I want to be back incarcerated. And sometimes he confesses to me that he's looking for ways to get himself back in the slammer. So if you've been doing something for a long time, it's hard to change. But, but there's someone that can help us. Amen. (laughs) Look at this. Verse six. On that journey, as I grew near to Damascus, as I grew near to where? So on the way to Israel from Tarsus, somewhere in the middle is Damascus, which is modern, uh, nowadays it's Syria, right? About noon, a great light from the sky suddenly shone around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I replied, Who are you, sir? And he said to me, I am Jesus the Nazorian whom you are persecuting. Now, did Jesus say, why are you persecuting those people over there that go to those? Did he say that? Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? That means there's a unity between the church and Jesus. Amen. That means when they persecute the church... They're persecuting Jesus Christ. Amen. So he asked, who are you? My companions saw the light, but did not hear the voice of the one 
who spoke to me. So who heard the light? Paul, amen? He heard the voice. Sorry, I said the life. Who heard the light? Who heard the voice? Did his companions hear the voice? Now, sometimes you'll run into people, right? They say, hey, dude, I friended you on Facebook because back in high school, man, you were a fun guy. You're a class clown, comedian. You... Uh, love to uh, hit the bong and you know that's why I added you but now I noticed dude you spend a lot of time in church man you're always at church you're 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 you're, yeah you're weird you're boring man all you do is judge people you're judgmental all you talk about is is sin and you want to talk about this crazy idea of hell I'm not going to hell I'm a good person right and the reason why some of these people challenge us or question us or can't understand why we go to church because they haven't heard the voice amen we heard the voice of God I heard the voice of God many years ago when I was 21 years old I was hitting the bong every day I was hanging out with the wino brothers right we used to uh, gather at Alonzo's house and bring about girls and uh, this was my life this was what I <laughs> Oh, not Alonzo, not that Alonzo. Come on, man. We're not, not that Alonzo. It was Borel. Borel is his last name. And we would gather, but I heard the voice. And when you hear the voice of God, what occurs? Metanoia. Amen? Metanoia is hearing the voice of God that tells you, Jesse... I want you to sing for me. Christian, I want you to walk, be in front of the pro-life rally, and I want you to get Jose in trouble with the archbishop, <laughs> which happened. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, amen. Let's give Christian a round of applause. Now, now, is it just enough to hear the voice of God, right, and or, or to go to a retreat and to let God give you cosquillas, right? Cuchu, cuchu, cu. Ay, que bonito ese retiro. Ay, lloré. I cried. I felt God. I even fell down. Sometimes I hear people tell me stories about retreats and they'll tell me all kinds of stuff. Oh, man, I went up to the front and this preacher his hand on my forehead and next thing you know I was laid out and I, I I laid out for like a half hour but but they go right back to their old ways they go right back out they do the same old thing was there a metanoia maybe did they experience God but they didn't listen for the appointment amen God, let's hear what God's appointment is for Paul. The Bible says this in Acts 22, verse 10 to 11. I asked, what shall I do, sir? And the Lord answered me, get up and go into Damascus. There you will be told about everything appointed for you to do. That means God has a plan. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. Amen. Plans, plans to prosper you and to give you a future filled with hope. 
And let me tell you, this path has been so much more rewarding, right? I've seen conversions in Colorado. I've seen conversions in New York. I've seen conversions in TJ, right? And the interesting thing is, I used to go to TJ, right, to get high and get drunk and party. Now I go to preach the word, amen? So the Bible says, since I could see nothing because of the brightness of that light, I was led by hand by my companions and entered Damascus. And Paul became blind so he could understand that he was spiritually blind. Amen? Now, now I want to talk about somebody that's um, very unknown. Have you ever heard the name Ananias? You've heard the name Ananias. What does his name mean? Yahweh has been gracious. What does Ananias mean? Yahweh has been gracious. And this is what the Bible says about him. A certain Ananias, a devout observer of the law and highly spoken. Oh, man, my slide. And highly spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and stood there and said, Saul, my brother, regain your sight. And at that very moment, I regained my sight and I saw him. Amen? That is a metanoia experience. A man named Saul was sitting there completely blind, couldn't see. God was showing him that all these years, despite his religious studies, despite knowing people, despite his influence, he was blind. But at that moment, he was going to be going in a different direction. Amen? I want, you, I want to read just something really quickly. How many people have ever heard of Bill W.? Anybody ever heard of Bill W? You heard of him? What can you tell me about him? No, not necessarily. Bill W was an alcoholic, the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. And he wrote these words in, 19, in the 1930s. This guy was a drunk, could not stop drinking. He was ruining his life. He was making his wife suffer, and the end was near. They had put him in hospitals over and over in this hospital, and finally, the end was near. And along comes a friend of his who had stopped drinking, who had an experience with Christ through this group called the Oxford Group, and he comes in and he sees Bill W., and he tells him, I don't drink anymore. And Bill W. thought, this guy is nuts. No way. So he pours him a drink, and he puts it forward, and he waits. And the guy said, I don't drink anymore. I've been sober for a couple months. So all of a sudden, uh, uh, Bill was protesting. He's like, uh, well, how'd you do it? And he says, well, I met God. So Bill said, oh, man, he started coming up with all these excuses about God and this and that. And he told him, you know what, just believe. Just believe in God. And so he thought about it and he thought about it. And then eventually he had an experience with God that would set him free from alcohol. And these are the words he says. I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness and in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. And I agree with Bill and I agree with Paul. Oh man, I remember that I would see these ladies at church praying the rosary 
And I would think, oh my goodness, if I go with my mom and I give my life to the Lord, I'm going to get old all of a sudden. I'm going to start walking like this and I'm going to talk in a different way. Right? And then I was going to shrivel up that I was going to be uncool and boring. And it hasn't been that way. Amen. It's been fun. It's been joyful. It's been awesome. Things get better. Now, continuing in our conversion. Let's talk about continuing our conversion. Then he said, the God of our ancestors designated you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the sound of his voice. To hear what? So what does that mean? How do we hear the voice of God? How does God hear our voice? Prayer. How do we hear the voice of God? The word of God. St. Jerome tells us ignorance of scripture is ignorance of who? Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, it says, so faith comes from what is heard and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. Let's keep going. For you will be his witness before all to what you have seen and what you have heard. And let me tell you here, there are certain people that the only sermon in their life that they're going to hear is what? Or they're going to see your life. Amen. They're going to see you at work. They're going to see you at school. And they're going to wonder, what is up with this guy? Why is this person different? Why does this person not cuss? Why does this person not uh, 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 go to certain places? Why, when women pass by, does this brother say a prayer, right? Instead of like being like, oh, right? Amen? That's, you're going to be a witness to others. And the ways I've evangelized, I started, believe it or not, on the streets i used to go to venice when it was still dangerous and i used to find alcoholics and drug addicts and winos and i would tell them about my testimony eventually i started going to the juvenile halls then youth groups family events uh and now churches amen but i also evangelize at work amen keep going so verse 16 now why delay Get up and have yourself baptized and your sins washed away, calling upon his name. So Ananias tells Paul or Saul at the time to get baptized. Amen. Peter Kreft, a theologian, says sacraments are like hoses. Sacraments are like what? They are channels of the living water of God's grace. Our faith is like opening the faucet, right? So the sacraments are there. They are channels of living water. And our faith opens up the faucet. We could open it a lot, a little, or not at all. So I want to confess something to you really quickly. At One Life LA, you know, I was like many of you guys there. Amen. How many guys were at One Life, right? Raise your hand. And I saw a priest kind of right before I left I saw a priest it was raining and I saw him confessing somebody and after he finished you know I walked over there and uh, 
I said, Father, can I get a confession? And he said, sure. And eventually I began to confess my sins, right? I say, hey, man, I've been a little argumentative online, right? And, you know, I'm slipping in, the, in my prayers and things like that. And he made the connection. He said, the reason you've been more argumentative online, you've been praying less. There's a connection. Ah. And for my penance, for my penance, he said, every morning when you wake up, I want you to set a timer. All right, got it. And I want you to set a timer and I want you to pray for 10 minutes. Amen. So that's the importance of the sacrament, especially confession, going to mass. Paul got baptized. Personal prayer. Personal prayer. After I had returned to Jerusalem and while I was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord saying to me, hurry, leave Jerusalem at once because they will not accept your testimony about me let's stand up let's say uh, let's pray so Paul fell into a trance so the journey is he's seen God on his way to Damascus Ananias has come and prayed over him amen all of a sudden he can see he heard the voice his companions didn't hear the voice and now he's received the call a call to go to the Gentiles and eventually the Bible tells us in Matthew 6 chapter 6 when you pray go into your private room shut your door and pray to your father who's in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you Paul tells us in Thessalonians 5 16 rejoice always pray without ceasing in all circumstances give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus do not quench the spirit in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit amen Heavenly Father we come before you and we want to thank you for the life of the Apostle Paul Saint Paul the martyr Saint Paul and I ask that tonight each and every one of us can see that light. That light can shine on us and guide us on the path to righteousness. Can make us new people, Lord God, who leave aside those things that tug at us and hold us. The bitterness, the anger, the desire for revenge, the lust. We pray, Heavenly Father, that tonight we may have a metanoia. And that our metanoia, maybe it's not going to be as dramatic as St. Paul's. On his way to kill people. On his way to arrest people. But right there in your heart, begin to invite the Lord in. Begin to tell God about your struggle. Begin to tell him that you want to grow closer to him. Begin to tell her that, tell him that you need him. Begin to invite the Holy Spirit to enter into this temple. Thank you for listening. Please visit SoWareLate.com for more information. Don't forget to download the Esne app or go to JesusTheSower.com to listen to Esne the Sower, the Sower Ministry, moving with confidence.